Nothing is more imminent than the impossible. What we must always foresee is the unforeseen. Victor Hugo. Welcome to the world of Vala, a homebrew actual play tabletop podcast. This episode of The World of Vala is brought to you in part by Arcana Vault Dice. Entertainment Sue's main dice provider, Arcana Vault, is a new online dice shop that boosts a community of tabletop gamers, collectors, hobbyists, and storytellers. World of Vala listeners have an amazing offer. You can get 10% off your order at arcanavault.com if you use the code ESTEW. E-S-T-E-W. Last time on The World of Vala. The leaders of the Territories and the Sirens met up with Santana and Remus to establish a formal alliance against the God of Death and his Horde. Cementing a plan of action, everything was set in motion until Ambrose Raparbane requested that he be placed in charge of the Druids. Unwilling to give him that level of power, Santana was able to convince the other rulers not to side with Ambrose, sending him in a rage as he left the premises. As a key component to sealing the God of Death, Angela was forced to seek help from an unsuspected source, also leaving in a burst of light. Will our party be able to bounce back from the lost Druidic power, or will they be overwhelmed by Rokander's Horde? Episode 98, The Three Kings Summit, Part 2 Rokander you have certainly experienced a wild few days. It's been a crazy week. Um, you're now God. You came back from the void. Uh, you you made sure that your other half was dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you survived an avalanche. Um, you Got made stabbed a mo- in the back by the person I trusted most in this world, which is Ambrose. <laughs> um. And you've laid claim to a nation. What is this nation called? Uh, So initially, it was Azel, the land of Earth. Um, I hate Azel and everything she ever touched. So this is now Rokander, the land of death. Okay. Pretty pretty straightforward naming. Pretty straightforward. Uh, I I like the branding. I just, I I don't like uh, who was doing it. So this is Rokander now. Okay. So Rokander, um, what's the agenda? Uh, do you mean for the nation itself, or what, what am I currently doing? What are you currently doing? Uh, so currently, uh, myself, my generals, Bishop Brook and Paz, uh, collectively referred to as Du Bois, they're joining us along. I'm going to try and uh, feel them out, see... Because see, Rokander likes that they came to him, and these are the first people ever since becoming a god he's met that didn't immediately try to kill him. Neil? Uh, Neil was dead. That doesn't <laughs> count. He almost got me killed. I hate Neil. If I could, I'd bring him back to life just to kill him again. I'm glad he's dead. Um, Neil doesn't count because I didn't actually meet him. But the first the first alive people I spoke to who didn't just try and kill me on sight with their most powerful moves. Um, so that's they already huge trust. He really likes these guys. But he wants to try and get a feel for them, what they're good at, what they bring to the table, how genuine they are. Okay. Um, and the biggest thing on the agenda is finding the Voidwalkers a home. I've freed them from the void, as I promised I would, uh, living up to that. But I want to actually give them, like, places to live and, like, form societies and, like, an actual 
community. And to okay. me, they're, they're going to be the primary citizens of the land of death. Because they, they are the reason that I am a god. And I yeah, you're the god of Voidwalkers. Um, so they're they're who I'm doing this for. They're, they're what gets me up in the morning. They're why I trudge through work. They're what lets me sleep peacefully at night. So I'm doing this all for them. So I'm trying to find them a home. So I'm going to come to the nearest town. And basically I'm going to walk up to them and I'm going to tell them, Hey, all these Voidwalkers live here. That's a fact. Let's uh, let's figure out where you guys are gonna go. Okay. So, um, you're starting a long trek to like the closest town, right? Yeah. Uh, also, I am uh, headed on the way to Verdun. I have some unfinished business there. Okay. By the name of Ambrose and Angelo, uh, and also Ezra's there, and like she's trying to kill me, so I should probably stop that. Uh, so it's basically gonna be the destination is Verdun, but we're gonna be stopping at any towns we find along the way. Okay. And, and we're willing to go a little bit out of the way if there's a town, but not a whole lot. The closest town is around a day away. Okay. And it is on the way to Verdun. That, that all the checkboxes. Sweet. We're going there. So, um, as you're heading there, one of your generals walk up to you. It's Xavier. And she looks at you. She kind of, she kind of squints and it's just like, Rogander, what is it that you desire? I desire a home for me and these people. A place that we can be free of tyranny of the gods, these petty kings and queens. Does it matter where this home is? What are you trying to say, Xavier? Because we can stop now and establish your home just right here. And we will. But we must attend to the matter of Ezra first. She attacked us, unprovoked. She had no idea what she was walking into. I hardly think this will be her last attempt. This is something that we must stop before it becomes a problem. I'm not saying not to continue to Verdun, but you're starting a new way of life. And these sort of things must start with a bang. And Rokander looks at Xavier, uh, almost expecting her to continue. Let your generals do their work. Let your generals lay the groundwork for the kingdom of Rokander. Within the day, as you lead your people to their next destination, we will hand you a nation. You only need to ask. What did you have in mind? Subjugation. A few eggs must be broken in order to start a new world order. Between your generals, there's power beyond this world's belief. And if the people of this nation don't bow to it, then they have little choice but to fall. 
Of course. So you're, so this is Derek. Uh, mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna give her leeway to do what she wants. Um, and I don't know how much this will actually put in the episode, but uh, what exactly do you have in mind? What are you going to be doing? Excellent. She proceeds to give you a three-point plan. He <laughs> pulls out a little projector. <laughs> it's like, well, step one of subjugating the entire land. Um, utilize the speed of Xavier as well, because Xavier could fly. Xavier as well as Genevieve to cross the nation and to just let the nation know that, hey, this is what's happening. You guys don't have a choice. You send portions of your army. Uh, can I see that? Um, I'm going to do a rough drawing of what the country looks like. Because I maybe remember the map as well. Earth. Mountains. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've seen the map. So. What she's going to suggest is, so, capital city, mm-hmm. close city's right here. Yeah. Overdone's like right there. Yeah. So what she's going to suggest is you send the fastest of your armies this way and then curve around this way and then curve around mm-hmm. and then everyone meets up at Verdun mm-hmm. and then, then you're coming at it from three different sides that way we can roll for success when your generals going around and just letting the world know you'll still have um, Ace, Ace and Balder with you Okay. and so it's like Genevieve and Xavier take the, both sides of it you go straight down the middle I like the sounds of that. So it's a typical pincer maneuver. Because while I agree we must take care of Ezra, Santana, and all those that oppose you, we must first solidify our power base. I agree completely. Xavier, before you go, how much do you know about the three newcomers, Paz, Rook, and Bishop? I know that they come from a particular set of vampires. They're a group of ver- vampires called the Caligo clan that once ruled, what well, I guess what used to be the land of water. They were the true power behind Vaparbane's power. So they could be powerful allies. They could be. Maybe you can even convince them to get the Caligo family to side with you. That would be helpful. And In, if, oh, uh, go ahead, Xavier. And if they're able to do that, that means you'd have a fourth force coming from the south. From the land of water. I like the sound of that. Xavier, in your estimation, how trustworthy do you think they are? As of right now, I feel as if you can trust them completely. 
because no matter how they feel about you, there is someone on their team that they may hate. There is someone on the opposite force that they may hate the most. That is Ezra. Let's say this all goes well and Ezra's dead. How loyal do you expect them to remain? The Caligos aren't a family that seeks direct power. So you would never have to worry about them coming for your throne. But long term. Long term. They should not be trusted. Long term, I would keep them on a short leash. And if you would like my personal suggestion of what I would do with the Caligo clan, all you would have to do is ask. Thank you for your guidance, Xavier. It's appreciated. Now go. Spread the message across the land. Okay. And she goes and does that. And I imagine Genevieve is doing the same in the reverse direction. Yep. You're, you're, they're not taking an army with them. Mm-hmm. They're going as strictly like members of your pantheon. Yeah, they're, they're on, because they are themselves gods. Yeah. Um, so they're, I, I trust them enough to go by themselves. Uh, and they're kind of just going as messengers of real candor. And that keeps your, so what their plan is to do, um, Xavier is about establishing your power base. Mm-hmm getting willing recruits to your side exactly yeah not just getting soldiers from these towns which we can and and getting warriors but just getting the land of earth all on the same page yeah and because i'm not really a ruler of anything if everyone in the land of death is doesn't acknowledge me as the ruler yeah Uh, so it's about basically getting all of them to fall in line so they can do that then i I genuinely will be the king Uh, otherwise i'm just a guy with a cool chair yeah cool um so, you continue as is. So, Ace is constantly trying to commune with the spirits around them. Right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, everything in the, your direct... Since the void is kind of encroaching over the land, um, spirits aren't really available to bond with. So, it makes it difficult for druids to interact mm-hmm. uh, in the world uh, with my kind of veil of darkness. But, Ace is a powerful druid. Also, he's so, a god. Yeah. So, what he... what ace lets you know this is what he's doing he's going directly for like bedrock spirits or like current spirits okay like the higher tiers of like wind and earth yeah, the, spirits. the real powerful spirits yeah who, who would still be able to affect the world through this uh, veil yeah and then the thing is uh i'm gonna roll for the for his success mm-hmm. the thing is his success might be a bit high because these spirits don't want to just die out yeah, they, they want to be able to still win yeah. the world. So they, they're kind of any ship at port. Mm-hmm. Um, Balder, on the other hand, Balder has been quiet since you've since the last fight. Mm. Kind of si- kind of been silently following behind you. Uh, can I do an insight check? Yeah, to get his 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 mood, his vibe. That's going to be uh, my other character. <laughs> it's going to be a 15. Confusion. Confusion? Confusion. With 15, do I know what's confusing him? Uh, yeah. It seems as if Baldur is having a hard time grasping 
the world they're currently in. Mm. So they're just like, I don't know. I'm going to walk up to Balder. Um, you seem troubled. How can I help you? Yes. Yes, I am troubled. My lord. This world is very different from the world that I was slain in. When did he die? Do I know that? No. What was the world like when you were slain? Well, it was louder. There were spirits everywhere. There was a world of unending magic. A constantly growing world of magic and wonder. There were gods under every corner, under every tree. There were gods for the smallest of emotions, gods for the biggest of concepts. But it seems as if divinity is a lonely road now. It doesn't have to be. That's why I wanted to bring you on board, Balder. You seemed so lonely in your grave. But now here we are, amidst a new pantheon. The world is changing, and will still change. But hopefully, no, expectedly, we will control that change to shape the world as we see fit, putting it back the way it should be. The way it should be? Hmm. You are the god of death, are you not? I am. Then god of death. The one god that everyone must meet sooner or later. Do you consider yourself a knowledgeable man? I consider myself a student of the world. Ever learning. Then I ask you, where is the Sky Father? Quick question: uh, did, Is that where is the Sky, comma Father, or where is the Sky Father? Like all one noun. All one noun. All one noun. So he's not asking, "Hey, I can't see the sky because it's dark out." He's asking where the Sky Father is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I know what the Sky Father is? Um, Can I do a religion or a divinity check? Yeah, roll divinity. See if you got some, like, divinity knowledge from that. Twelve. Um, a name speaks to your soul. Where it's like, it's like it's at the tip of your tongue. Like, you can recollect what the Sky Father is. But you don't know. So I, I, I can almost yeah. just i feel it right in the back of my head you feel what it, it is, right there it's it's lost on me to be honest i do not know you found my corpse in the three gods mountain yes i did The Sky Father was there as well. 
they were sealed in a tablets before I passed. It was my duty to protect the sky, Father. And I failed. Can the seal be lifted? Yes. Do you know how to? Yes, it's as simple as breaking through the rooms on the tablets. It was in the forest of Three Gods Mountain that the tablets laid. Then perhaps your time would be best served freeing them, returning Skyfather to this world. That's the thing, my lord. The Skyfather has already been released. I sense them, but I do not know where. I can see you, but you are far away. <laughs> um, when were they released? Seemingly a few days ago. Was that, was that about the time we had the battle in the capital? A day before that. Before that, okay. Interesting. When the land is settled and when we have quelled this uprising against us, we should search for them. Bring them into our new pantheon. Roll divinity. Uh, Nineteen. Okay. And as you're talking about the sky, Father, you feel um, like the, you you even suggesting the idea that you can look for the sky, Father. Mm. Um, you feel a spike of divine magic from Balder. Something that you didn't even feel when they fought against, like, the other people. Like, this is, like, motivating Balder. Okay. You will search for the Sky Father. It will be important to find out where he is. But I believe I would have you looking for him. You seem to know him best. But anything you would need for this search, I would supply you. I would need aid on my roll. <laughs> roll to help. Sure. Thirteen. Do I add anything? Yep. Uh, divinity. Divinity. Fourteen. Okay. Two. Hey, Rokander, I need you to just roll a d20 real quick. That would help me out most. Because to be honest, uh, I really don't know if Rokander wants to find this guy, Father. Because uh, Rokander's just like, oh, let's get more gods on my side. But um, I don't know how the Sky Father would appreciate me bringing Baldur back to life. So he might be an enemy if, if I come across him. Uh, but I'm hoping that's not the case. You see... 
Baldur's eyes glaze over as you feel like a beacon. Like a metaphorical beacon of their magic shoot into the sky. It's like a radar trying to sense out where the Sky Father is. Okay. I have found the Sky Father. A few hundred miles that way. And they're pointing straight down. Straight down. Towards where I'm guessing Verdun is? Yep. That that's a that's good sign, probably. That sounds like a good sign. Then that way we shall head. The The Sky Father will be reunited with their protector. Okay. Don't know if that's good or not. Uh, part of me, because he's Baldur, not a general right now. He's just a regular uh, raised dead, but because he's a god, he's acting differently. Um, I might need to. I might need to cancel him out. Um, we'll see if if he ends. Because I feel like if the Sky Father is with Ezra and gang, Baldur would be with them. So we'll have to. We'll have to see. It's a it's a curious situation. Yeah. Okay, so onwards to the town. So, after a few days, after a day of, like, kind of hard travel, um, the army doesn't really need to rest, and the Voidwalkers are excited to get to a town. You run into um, kind of like a rest town. Okay. Right? It's only around 10 miles across. Mm. It's, like, it's a sizable town. Yeah, it's but big, it's, but it's not like a city. Yeah, so, so it's like a mini trade outpost. And you come along the edges of the city. Do you just walk through? Uh, not with everyone, uh, but I will have myself and Ace go ahead along with um, Bishop, Rook, and Paz, kind of the the, the regular folk, for lack mm. of a better word, um, while uh, Baldur stays behind with the Voidwalkers and the zombies, kind of staying with them, protecting them, but also kind of keeping them in check. Okay. As you, as you and your small party descend into the town, you see that a lot of the windows are shut. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's just nothing but darkness outside right now. Yeah. And you see the lights emanating from these windows not going too far from their source. So everyone is shutting the windows to not let the darkness in. Yeah. So as you're walking through, you enter into this town circle. Where there's shops outlining all the edges of it from the center of the town you can see as you turn you can see where the entire town like leads out gotcha yeah i can see the layout of the town yeah and you now you're standing in the middle of this kind of stone built town it's not it's nothing really remarkable and people they look at you and they tend to just like look away quickly do i know the name of the town yes Mm. Um, Star's End. Star's End. That's kind of poetic. Yeah. No more light in the town. Okay. Um, so everyone's just kind of... not Anyone who is kind of looking outside isn't looking towards me, and the few people walking around are kind of just avoiding eye contact. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, trying to think exactly how I want to word this, because essentially, um, I'm about to bring in a whole bunch of Void Walkers who are going to live here now, um, and that's going to be an awkward conversation for all the people who live here now. Um, trying to think of the, the best way to word this. Um, now, Ace is the Divine Slayer. Did he have any experience with kind of um, invading anywhere? Or yeah. Conquer? Okay. Uh, can I can I kind of like sidebar with him talking yeah, about this? What, what he thinks uh, has worked best in his experience? What has worked best is typically giving the people a kind ultimatum. That means introducing your army, explaining your intent, and not necessarily rushing. So show them that they don't have a chance, but show them that this doesn't have to be the end. Don't attack force. Don't attack first. Don't show any shows of aggression. I see. Show our force, but we know malice. Yes. This land has known chaos ever since my friend released accidentally released the uh, accidentally released Mordred from underneath the capital so these are sad folks that need saving I see thank you for your help Uh, so I'm gonna kind of is there like a little dais in the middle of town I can stand on yeah Cool. If not, I'm just gonna have a little milk crate. Stand on that. <clears throat> uh, oh, uh, real quick. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna give Ace a message for him to run back to the armies. Can I get them coordinated while I'm speaking? So as I start speaking, uh, the first he's gonna send out the Adair zombies, um, and uh, then kind of by the end of the speech, he's going to have the zombies and the Voidwalkers and Baldur kind of, not surrounding the town, but like semicircle okay. from the forest we're in. Um, and you'll, he'll know the cue, to bring, and you'll recognize it. The cue to bring in the Adair zombies. Okay. <clears throat> People of Star's End. My name is Rokander. I am the god of death. I bring news that will be shocking and potentially scary for all of you to hear, but I promise, for the moment, you're all safe. I have made sure of that. For I'm sure all of your lifetime, you've heard that Azel has been the goddess of this land, watching over you, protecting you, securing your homes. This is a lie. And very recently, Azel has changed her mind. She felt the people of the land of Earth did not venerate her nearly enough. She grew tired of the boring humans in her land. I'm going to kind of point over to Ace. Um, He's going to send out the Adair to where people in the city can see them. Um, She created these monstrosities you see before you. To kill all of you. To wipe out the land of Earth and start anew. She expected to be able to release them on the world, and that no one would fight back. That she would simply destroy the pests she'd grown tired of. 
but she did not count on me arriving. She did not count that the people of the land of Earth would have a savior who cared for them in ways she never could. Someone who was human before, but no longer is. You see, I was able to wrest control of these monsters from her. They no longer serve Azel. They serve me. And they will never again hurt the people of the land of Earth. And at this point, I'm going to kind of point back to him. And have the Voidwalkers uh, start coming forward. And you see, as you see the Voidwalkers are like crawling on rooftops, mm. like against the walls. And they're just like this symbiotic swarm just kind of coming into the city. Now, I want everyone to remain calm. The beings you see before you mean you no harm. For a very long time, they were trapped within the void. They've been freed. They want nothing but peace. <clears throat> My voice didn't crack. What are you talking about? Uh, let's try that again. <clears throat> they want nothing but peace. In a land to call home. I'm trying to think of the, the exact way I want to say this without sounding too evil. Um... Well, this was Azel's first wave of attacks against you. It will not be her last. If the people of the kingdom of... Not the kingdom of Earth. I keep going to Avatar. I want to say the Earth kingdom. <laughs> um, if the people in the land of Earth are to rise and to fight Azel and to stop her from wiping all of you out, we'll need help. We will need the Void Walkers. We will need to unite under the promise of a new home. A land where anyone can live freely and happily. And I will need you to be on my side. But if you stand behind me, if you allow me to protect you from the gods that would see you dead, I assure you, you will all... I assure you, you will all live long and happy lives. And that's that's his speech. That's his that's his cell. Okay. Bit, bit of lies, bit of truth. I need you to roll four persuasion checks. Four persuasion checks. Do, you, do I need to do anything? Deception. Yeah. You know what? Do four deception checks. Four deception. Well, because not all deception. You're right. Okay, two deceptions. Two deceptions, two persuasions. That's, that seems about even. Because it's, it's about half lies, half truths. Let's get borrow these. Okay, so the, the blues will okay. be deception. Uh, these will be persuasion. Oh, man, I got, I got a mixed bag for deception. So for deception, I got a 19 and a 7, which with my modifier... Uh, turns that into a 10 and a 22. Okay. Um, which is not too bad. Not too Obviously, bad. So that's pretty great and middle of the road. Then for persuasion, which, uh, same modifier, actually. Oh, these are both really bad. This was a 6 and an 8 for persuasion. Okay, I got a 3 and a 7. For your 
Uh, deception. And a three and a fifteen for your persuasion rolls. Okay. So one. So you pretty much got all of them except one. Okay. That is the majority. So I'm good with that. A part of the crowd like starts like. Also, roll a divinity. Divinity. Okay. Yeah. Flicks off that godly might. Uh, Seventeen. Sweet. Like, you metaphorically flex that godly might. And, like, Mm -hmm. you send, like, a wave of power through the crowd. And what this does, since you're the god of death, you start seeing people's eyes glaze over. And this is what's happening to them. They're getting glimpses of your, like, true nature. Of what you are. Okay. And so, a lot of people start, like, dropping to their knees. In reverence of their new god king. But then there's still 25% of the audience that is just Mm. like, no, no, we have a ruler. Do I roll intimidation for them or is that just, uh, um, yes, you roll intimidation. You you start hearing the jeers. It's like, no, we have a ruler right here in this city. That's an 18 intimidation. 14. And Rorkin not gonna say anything, but he's 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 a well a death glare, uh, and he's gonna give and he's he's gonna try to individually stare at like direct eye contact with every single person that's kind of like jeering at him. Roll divinity. Ten. Um, now you beat the roll. Mm. Now roll for favorable... Now roll even or odd favorable results. Uh, seven pure roll. Okay. And so which one would you... Which one did you choose for favorable results? What do you mean? Sorry. Uh, when I said... When I said that, it was either... So you would either choose even or odd in whatever oh, number okay. you got. Uh, I didn't pick one. Okay. Uh, so, so you can roll you be disingenuous. I'll pick even for good outcome. Okay. Ten. Ten. Okay. Nice. I like that. Um, the lead one speaking, as you're staring at them, they die. Okay. I, out of curiosity, was that the favorable outcome? Yeah. Okay. What, what would the unfavorable outcome been? Just Nothing would have happened. Okay. Yeah. And that kind of like silences the last 25% with fear. They did say they had a leader of the town. You all say you were a leader of this town. Who is it? I'm laughing to that guy I just killed. He's in his home, my lord. Which is his home? And they show you to one of the smaller homes in the city. I'm gonna go to that home. Okay. The door shut. I'll knock on the door. The door unlocks for you. I'm gonna open it. Okay. 
um, sitting before you in front of a fireplace is Gardain Cask. <laughs> you see him like seemingly like applying bandages to himself as if he's recently got into a fight. Gardain. Rokander. I hear rumors that you are the leader of Star's End. I'm no one's leader. Not anymore. The I'm just a man trying to do his best. The people look to you to that capacity. I need to make something clear. The land of Earth is no more. This is now the land of death. I am in charge here. The country is mine to rule. Is that something you can be on board with? What do you intend to do with that rule? I've made promises to the people of the void. I kind of gesture behind me. Just the random scattering of void walkers climbing over the buildings. To free them from their prison. I have done this. But that is not all. They search for a home, a place to belong. I intend to give them one. And in the process, to give that to the people of the land of death. A new home, free of the tyranny of the old gods. So you shall usher in a new world order. Something like that. What if people fight against you? And Rokander is going to have a bit of a smirk, which is unusual for him, but he's, he's a little bit more confident than usual. Then it won't end well for them. All those who oppose the god of death will join my domain one way. And then I'm going to look back uh, to the the man who died in Town Square just a moment ago. Or another. Are you sure you're doing the right thing, Rokander? I've never been more sure of anything. The world is not ready for what is coming. Drastic actions need to be taken to wake people from their apathy. They need to be ready, and I will make sure they are. Roll persuasion. Ah, that's a six. Or no, that's an eight. I got a six. Hey. They got 20 at first, but that's just a dice on a 20. Will you permit me to fight by your side? Not as one of your undead, not as one of your generals, but as someone who wants to believe you're doing the right thing.
I'm gonna do an insight check on him. Yeah. That is a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Gardain is a character that like wears their emotions on their sleeve, mm-hmm. so it's really easy to get what he wants, and it's clear that he desperately wants to do the right thing. He okay. he he's someone who's messed up in his past, but he wants to know that he's fighting for the right side. That if he if he's gonna fight, if he's gonna give in to his rage for a cause, it's ultimately for the right thing. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna look at Gardane, uh, just kind of right in the eyes. You can fight on my side. You can fight to help prepare the world for what's coming. You see him stand up. He puts two axes, like, attached to his hip. Then where must we go next? What's the name of the next town on our way to Verdun? Um, Ben's Folly. Our next stop is Ben's Folly. Ben's Folly. 